you guys have your Bibles, let's go to, um, let's go to Hebrews um, chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5, and um, another place if you're getting a little few chapters back, we're going to go to Ephesians 4 today. And um, I know um, tomorrow night um, they have young men's, and uh, one of the things that um, some of the young men were talking about was end times. And, and uh, so tomorrow night I'm actually going to be uh, teaching on end times. Um, I'm going to come and, and share. You know, people, people, you know there's a, people have a lot of questions right now, you know, with, with a lot of things that are taking place around the world. And you see that, uh, you know, Russia's now, uh, 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 you know, moving and has, has now attacked Ukraine. And, and a lot of people don't, you know, they, they, some people might think, well, that's just a war. But, but there, there are points, uh, th- there are very strong points of interest that deal with Bible prophecy. And um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into that topic tomorrow. I know that's young's men, young, young men's, but, but if anybody else wants to come, you can come. Because it's, um, I know that, um, you know, and even at one point, I remember Jesse, you know, that's one of the things that uh, I had preached a series in Hana, Hawaii. And, um, and uh, he come in and he heard a message on end times. And it, 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 it kind of like, he was like, I don't, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to miss heaven. I, you know, this stuff's serious. I, I, need, I need to, you know, it, it, and it changed. It, it changed his way of thinking. He got saved, and he was like, you know, hey, this stuff matters. I, I don't want to miss the Lord. Amen? So I want you guys to understand, it's an, it's an important time for the gospel of Jesus Christ to be going out and uh, being shared with people. And uh, I'm telling you, you, you don't have to not, you, just look around and, and see what's going on. And you can begin to see that, you know, there's, there's, definitely, um, there's definitely things unfolding. So uh, I'll get into that tomorrow night, and I'm looking forward to being with our young men. So it'll be fun. We'll have fun. Amen? Right, PJ? We're going to have fun tomorrow night. We're going to get in the Word. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Um, I want to pick up at verse 12. And, uh, and if you want to mark your Bible, we're going to go from there to Ephesians 4. Hallelujah. Ephes- uh, Hebrews 5. Let's go ahead and stand for the reading of God's Word. Hallelujah. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have to come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full of age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now flip over to Ephesians chapter 4. Back, I'm sorry. Ephesians 4, 11, 15. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking in truth love may grow up in all things into him who is head, Christ. Father, I thank you today. I thank you, Father, Lord, even as we're in your word today. Father, that, Lord, that uh, you open our minds to understanding. Father, give us, give us ears to hear and a heart to respond. I thank you, Father, for teaching us your ways. And, Lord, I pray, let, let faith be stirred up in each and every one of us today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Hey, praise God. You know, it's, um, I, I'm going to get into a series, and um, I'm going to hang out here for a while because 
You know, I, I feel like sometimes we in the church, we, we, need, we need to be able to teach and, and, and clearly people have the understanding of, 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 of some simple things that the Bible teaches. And so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna jump into these over the, over the next month. I've got Brother Don, you know, uh, preaching, teaching this Wednesday. And, you know, but we're going to jump into some topics that I feel that are very important, very important for the body of Christ to, to grab a hold of and, and understand. And, I, you know, I want to say this clearly because, it, you know, I've been listening to some of doctors' messages and I've been dissecting and just pulling apart some of this stuff. And I'm like, I'm so amazed I, I, I've, I just how, how he can break the word down. So, so it, you know, it's an honor to have such a great pastor um, over KC. Thank you for coming to yesterday's meeting. We had a long day, but it was, it was a very fruitful day. But I want, I want to get into the text today because... You know, if you've been a Christian for a very for any amount of time, you know you'll find that people throw out a lot of Christian phrases. You know, I remember when I was when we were in Hawaii as missionaries, and you know people would walk up to me, and I you know I wasn't around this phrase, but it was like I'm blessed and highly favored, and you know, and I'm like, you say it, but you don't really look like it, or you don't act like it, or you're doing stupid stuff. Can I say the word stupid in church? You guys all right if I say the word stupid? Because I, 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 you know, I, I'm going to break some of this text down today because, you know, I, I truly believe that, you know, you know in, in, breaking this down, man, Paul's saying, look, you, you've got to grow up. You, you know, we, as the, we in the body of Christ, we, we, we've got to move to a place where we're, where we're willing to grow up. Amen. Hey, Pastor Brad's got to grow up. There's things that I'm growing in, amen. There's things that I'm maturing in. You know, there was, you know, there were phrases like, ah, "Yeah, I'm blessed and highly favored." You know, I, I, I seen, you know, the the one that I seen in Hawaii was like, you know, he is greater than I. It's the symbol, you know. And and I remember going down the road and and you know, he is greater. And I was like, yeah, you know, Jesus is greater than I. Then you know, this guy gets cut off, and next thing I know, his fingers out the window. You know, it's like you know, he's 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 flipping someone off. Well, is he greater? Is he greater? Is he truly greater? Right? And if you've ever been cut off and you've thrown your finger out the window, you know, any, I won't even go there today. But I'm going to tell you this. Being saved for a long time doesn't make you a mature believer. Grab a hold of that. You could have got saved back in 1972 and, and, and stopped right there. You could have, you could have gotten saved and, and you could have just quit. And that's what, you know, and this is what Paul's doing in Hebrews. He's, he's, he's dissecting, he's getting into the Word. I mean, if you read, you read Hebrews, it's really great. It's, a, it's really a short book. You know, it's being written to, to, to the Jews, also to the Gentiles. But, you know, he's, he's teaching them about Jesus. He, he's breaking it down. He was like, you know, I, I, I don't want you to stay in the same place. Everybody say, I don't, I don't want, want to stay in the same place. I want to mature in Christ. Amen. So, you know, I, I know people that have, you know, they, they, they've gotten stuck. They got the same testimony. There's nothing wrong with the same testimony. But let's get some new ones. Let's get some new testimonies. Let's get, let's get some new stuff. Let's get some new stories. Amen. Yeah, yeah, this happened in 1991. And 
You know, they, they, they mark, their life's marked with a meeting. That, that, that's great. I praise God, it's marked with a me- meeting. But, you know, let, let's, take, let's go to another level. Amen? Let's, let's mature in the things of, of Jesus. Amen? Let's mature. Let's mature. You know, I was thinking about, you know, Jesse and Christine. You know, they, they have a baby. And, you know, a, a baby, you know, like in, in, in self-gratification, that baby's going to cry. Right. When that baby wants something, that baby's going to cry. It's going to start, you know, because it's hungry or it needs its diaper changed. Or, you know, it's like, you know, delayed self-gratification is what we're working towards to teach that child. You know, that if that child can wait a little bit longer, I remember when our kids would we'd lay them down and, you know, in bed and they would cry. And you're like, we're going to wait a little bit longer just to see if they'll put themselves to sleep. I don't know if anybody remembers that. That's that's a trip. Because it's like, you know, you're hoping, man, I hope they go to bed. Goodness, I, I'm tired. You know, <laughs> you know, Zane, I would literally have to put him in the car, you know, and, and I would go down country roads 40, 50, 60 mile an hour, just hit every bump that I could hit, and, you know, and he, he would go to sleep. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You know, it was like, you know, that, that's how, you know, I was like, you know, I would do this with Zane. I'd walk through the house. Swing and zinc. You know, one time before church, this is a true story. It's a funny story. One time before church, we were running late. That's never happened to anybody. And, uh, you know, we're running out the door to go to church. And uh, the car seat, Miranda had put Zane in the car seat, but never strapped him in. And so the, the, the hatch was like this down. So I'm running through the living room. I grab the car seat, pick it up, and Zane goes launching in the air. Hands like this. I mean, you know, it wasn't like this. He's young. He's young. Uh, Zane, if you're watching, I love you. So, but, uh, but he goes launching in the air about four or five feet, and he hits like this on his, on his nose. And it's picture day at church. And he's got a big red shiner on his nose. He's got a big red, you know, and so we go to church. Oh, is, is he sick? Yeah, he's not feeling well today. And wasn't going to tell him what happened. No, we threw him out of the car seat like five feet in the air, you know. He's okay, though. I mean, he is, and he's okay. He's, 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 a, he's a great son. He's a great preacher. Praise God. Anyway, that's, that's a side note. But see, you know, babies, you know, they, they, have, they have a hard time with delayed gratification. I want it. I want it now. Give it to me now. I want it now. You know, I'm going to take Christians can act that way. Just give it to me. I, I, I can't wait. Just make it happen. Make it happen. But see, you know, this was the, this was the Apostle Paul. You know, he's, he's talking about delayed gratification. That, it, that, if you, that if you will learn in life. I, I tell you, see, that's what faith is. Most people miss it. They don't realize that's what faith is. Faith is delayed gratification. You know what? I'm putting my faith in something. I'm putting my faith in, a, in, a, in you know, what I'm seeing happen. That's why we're doing all the leadership stuff. People are like, Pastor, you, you, you just you guys want to train? Yeah, because I see the harvest. I, I, I see it in faith. Amen. So, you know, it's like I, I don't have it now, but you know what? I'm going to rest in knowing that it's going to come. So that, that's that delayed gratification. That believers, you know, we, we, don't, we don't know how to wait. Uh, you know, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you, you guys. I'm not talking to you guys, because you guys are here, right? I'm not talking to anybody in the house today. Because, you know, we, we, all, we, got, we got it, right? I'm talking about my neighbor. I'm joking. It's a joke. You pray for your neighbor. You love your neighbor. 
You know, and I love this because in Philippians, Paul says this, Philippians 1, he says, I am torn between the two. I desire to part and be with Christ, which is, which is by far better. I desire to be with Christ. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for the progress and joy of faith. So it's better. I, I desire to be with Jesus. Gratification. Delayed gratification. But it's to your benefit that I stay. So that I can teach you. So that I can grow you. So that I, so that I can impart something in you. Guys, listen, we don't want to stay at the same place. I don't want to stay at the same place. Amen? So, you know, it, 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 it's sad. Guys, listen, and I don't want this to sound hard or wrong, but it's sad when we quit growing. It, it's sad when we just, we, we, you know, we allow that one offense to take us out. We allow that one thing that's been said, and, you know, and we hang everything on that one thing. You guys took up, you know, I mean, as a, you know, when you pastor for any, any number of years, you know, you realize there are things that are done in any kind of a service that could offend someone. Well, you pray for people. Never seen that before. You take up a tithe and offering. I, you know, you, 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 a variety of different things. But, you know, you, you never want to allow things to block you from growing in Christ. Amen? So, you know what? We're going to mature. We're going to mature. Let's look at the scripture again. Just look, look at Hebrews 5.11. Just look, look, look at the text real quick. Look, look at Hebrews 5. If that's where we're at right now. Hebrews 5.11. See, the writer of Hebrews, he, he's, he's trying. He's, he's, he's trying to help the people understand. Hebrews 5.11 in NIV says, we have much to say about this, but it's hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. The, you know, the King James, you know, King James Version of King James says this, you have become dull. You, be, you have become dull. Can I tell you, you, you can become spiritually lazy and expect everybody to do it for you. To expect, to, to, to expect, you know, I don't have to exercise my faith. I'm going to write off this person's faith. I don't have to do, you know, happy for them. They got faith. I, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to cruise along. But see, this is what Paul's doing. You know, at any point that you, that you become saved, now you can step into another arena where you can begin to mature. Amen? You can begin to mature. See, the, the, the people here, they're, they're, they're full of hearing. But they don't want to understand. Yeah, yeah, Pastor, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, good, good, good. Great service. I hear what you're saying, but I'm not going to change anything this week. Pastor, it's a great preaching, Pastor. I, but I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go back to doing what I know how to do. I'm not going to make that phone call. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, just going to press in. Oh, my. <laughs> you know, and that was one of the things, you know, I, I would watch kids, and I say kids because they were babes in Christ. These were adults. I would watch kids run from Christ, run from church, run from Jesus. Where are you at? I'm pressing in. What's that mean? I'm reading my Bible. No, you need to be in church. 
You're pressing in with a with a with a with a blunt. You're smoking weed. That's what you're doing. I, I you know, people think people are dumb. You, you, you want to press in? You get with the body. Get encouraged. Amen. Press in together. Because listen, when you first get saved, I'm telling you, it's important that you press in. But it's important that you press in with friends. Amen. It's important that you find faith. Just like this past Wednesday when I was talking about faith. You know, faith finds friends. You, you, got, you got to get around some people that are going to challenge you a little bit. Encourage you. Pray for you. Amen. Man, that's, that's so important. So important. You know, it's, it, listen, guys. It's, it's so we don't go backwards. Because, see, a lot of times people think, well, you, you know, listen, I'm not the pastor that says, well, you know, once you get saved and, and you receive Jesus Christ, that's all you ever have to do. That's not true. There's a falling away. You can actually falling away. And that's what Paul's talking about in Hebrews. He's, 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 he's wanting them to understand, please, get this. Because if you don't, this is what's going to happen. You're going to fall away from the things of God. I, you know, guys, and I, I've said it many times before, it would have only taken me two to three weeks when I first got saved, if I wasn't plugged into the house of God, for me to slip away and go back to drinking, to go back, go back to doing things that, that I used to do. It would have not taken any amount of time. Because I needed to, you know, <laughs> I, needed to be, I needed to be in a place where I could feel conviction. Where I, you know, but, you know, see, this is the thing. It's, it's one thing to feel conviction in the house of God. It's another to go do something about it. See, that's what the Holy Spirit's purpose is. Oh, you guys, Pastor Brad, you're, pre you're preaching too hard today. we got to grow up. If I'm going to help others grow up, we've got to grow up. You've got to grow up. Uh, you know, and we're, we're going to get into, we're going to talk about the laying on of hands. We're going to talk about baptism, what it is, the purpose of baptism. You know, we're going we're to jump into these subjects. Because it's important that we understand. But, you know, it, it's important that we understand that God truly wants us to mature as Christians. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. You know, the word telos, it's Hebrew. It, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's repeated 19 times in the New Testament. 19 times. And in, in, in this word telos, what it means is to mature. It means to mature. So God, God's telling, you know, God's t He's speaking to the body. He, he, he's wanting us to mature. Are you challenged today in your faith? Because, see, listen, I know Pastor Brad, Pastor Miranda, if people in this house, if you start getting comfortable, i, I got to check and see what I'm doing. You, you guys follow me? i got to, you know, because we're not, I'm not, I'm, it, it, be honest, I'm not, I'm not, I have fun in life. But, but I'm not called to be comfortable. I'm not called to lead a, a congregation that's going to be comfortable. If it's, it's not your house, then go find a house that you can be comfortable in. I don't, I, I don't mean that to sound wrong or hard, but, but I, I'm not called to be comfortable, so I'm, I'm called to be challenged. You know, we sent a team of people out, 10 people. What was it, 10, 12 people? Praise God. And, you know, we'll send teams out. Not a team, but we'll send teams out. Two by two, four by four, five by five, six by six, whatever. We'll send them out. But see, this is, what the, this is what the writer of Hebrews, he breaks down this very simple truth. Very simple truth. Spiritual maturity is being able to discern between good and evil. Look at the text. Being able to discern between good and evil. Listen, as a believer, 
you begin to know what is good. As a believer, you begin to know what's evil. Has anybody, anybody ever seen evil? I've seen evil. Anybody ever walk in evil? I've walked in evil. Bro, it's dark. I made testimonies in here. It's dark. Anybody ever seen demons? Yeah, I've seen demons. This stuff's real. It's not, it's not a game. It's not a game. We've got to be able to discern between good and evil. You, see, you know, but understand, it's, it's getting harder and harder in our cultural, uh, culture to discern between good and evil. You know how you know this? You, 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 just, you see how things change? You know, <clears throat> a baby is called a fetus. We change the terminology. It's not a baby in a woman's body. It's a fetus. We change the name. Because, see, we attach ourselves to, to a baby, right? Unwanted pregnancy. It's a baby. You, got, you guys see what, you see what I'm talking about? We, we change the terminology. And, and we shift because, see, that's what the enemy does. He wants to always deceive. He always wants to, he always wants to throw these things out here to pull people away from truth. Amen? You know, uh, you know a doctor said this. He said, gambling is no longer gambling. It's gaming. I'm going to Vegas for some gaming. You know, Vegas is a big deal for most Hawaiians because, you know, you, that, that's, the, that's as far, far as they make. Many of them make it. They go from, they go from what, their island to Las Vegas. They think Vegas is, a, is an island. And, and the ninth island because that's, you guys think I'm, that's the honest truth. You know, where are you guys going on vacation? We're going to the ninth island. Where, where, where's the ninth island? I don't know. There's another one in change. Las Vegas. But, you know, what, what happened? <laughs> And I'm, and I'm not picking, but, you know, anyway. I, anyway, yeah, I am probably a little bit. But gambling is no longer gambling, it's gaming. We, we change it. We change the terminology. I mean, marriage is no longer between a husband and wife, right? It's no longer between, you know. And I remember when we were in Hawaii, you know, in... Um, and, you know, it's like, okay, well, the state made it legal that you can, a guy can marry a guy, a girl can marry a girl. You, please understand this. People can do whatever they want to do. People have that right. People can do whatever they want to do. But please understand, when it, when, it, when it confides or when it comes against the word of God, we have a responsibility to give people truth. So marriage should never change in the church. Right? Marriage, marriage should never change. It, well, it, won't, it won't hear. <laughs> You know, see, this is it, because if I can, you see, this is the thing in the world. If we can change perception, we can pull people out of truth. If we, if we can just change the game, if we can just maneuver, if we can just get people to think a little bit about themselves. Right? You know, it's like, you know, and I thought about that. You know, they do. They call a baby a fetus. It's not a baby. You think about Mary when she was carrying Jesus. John the Baptist and Jesus. Think about that. You know, when, when, when they come together, you know, the ladies, their bellies were here, and the babies jumped, they leaped. It's real. It's not just a cell. It's real. <clears throat> so the world, you know, <clears throat> think about this. You know, the world, 
you know, it, it does. It, it gets to be a pl- at a place where it's harder and harder to recognize between good and evil. But see, we have to be truth seekers. We have to, we have to present the truth to people. Oh, pastor, won't you compromise with this? Won't you compromise with that? You know, if somebody comes in and wants to talk with me about marriage, I, I, I give them truth. I've had people come in and, you know, ask me a variety of, I give them truth. You know, marriage is work. If, you know, and then people say, well, you know, it's got to be 50-50. No, it's not 50-50. That's dumb. You work your tail off in marriage. That's what it is. You got to give 50, she's got to give. No, you work your, you work your tail off. And when she can't do whatever, you, you, you go the extra mile. Amen. That's what you do. See, you know, media, you think about media, and just this topic alone, media, you know, it's, it's very biased right now. Can you guys not see, like, what's on TV, what's, not, what's on the radio, songs we listen to? I mean, you tap into a song that's, you know, whatever. But music can make you depressed very quickly. You know, you'd be driving down the road crying. You don't even know why. It's, it's that song, you know, I'm all out of love. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> Air supply, air supply. You guys are, that are older, you know, I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. You know, you'll be bawling, you know, like, eh, I don't have love. You know, I'm not loved, you know. It, you know, it's like what Pastor Brian said the other day. You know, that prophet Steve Perry, you know. You guys probably don't know who he is, Steve Perry, prophet Steve Perry. You know, the guy that, that wrote that song, Don't Stop Believing. Don't stop believe in, you know, it's a prop, prophet Steve Perry. Anyway, you guys. <clears throat> the people are full of, full, full, full of hearing but not understanding. Full of hearing but not understanding. Anyway, you know, I'm going to give you another one because, see, the, the <laughs> I took notes around this and I'm just like, and I'm trying to I'm trying to ease into this because I get excited about I get I get excited about a word and I am excited about this word, but you know I, I, you know there are things that we need to help people understand. You know I, I remember a family coming to me and saying, "So and so want to get married, but I'm not for them getting married." The mother comes and talks to me and I and um, but it was the Holy Spirit because you know when people start coming to church, if they're unmarried. I don't run to them and say, you know, hey, you got to get married. You got, bah, 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 you, you, I, I don't do that. Because if they're saved, right? If they're saved, the mature thing to do is for them, for, for them to, to, to understand what the Word of God says about marriage. To understand what the Word of God says. So I, I don't do that. And, and I remember we, we started praying for a couple, my wife and I, about them getting married in church. And this was... Many, many years ago. And, uh, and, and at the end of the service, they come up and said, you know, hey, you know, we feel like the Lord's telling us to get married. We're like, praise God. That's a pra- yeah. Isn't God good? You know, it's like we started seeing God even move and things like that. You know, you can pray and see God move. But then certain family members come to him and say, hey, is there any way that you can marry him and it not be legal? Can, can, you just, can you just get the Bible and bless them and call them married and, and them not turn any paperwork in? I'm like, no, I can't do that. But see, you know, watch this. Because see, 
You know what? You know what? See, the love of money is the root of all evil. And see, most people want to think that, that when we talk about the love of money, we always think about, well, it's the wealthy person. But see, you know what happened? Here were people at this position. They, they, money, money was their God. If we take this away, they're not, they're not going to have this benefit. See, we have to mature. We have to be maturing in Christ. You guys, I mean, see that. I'm like, no, I can't do that. Yeah, let, let's, let's, let's have kids. Let's have all this, but let's not get married so that we can keep our stuff coming in. That's the love of money. Oh, pastor. Well, they're in poverty. They're, they don't have much. They're making money their God. You guys catch that? I thought about that, and I was like, wow, that's, that's real. That's real. You didn't say, hey, what, Pastor, what about grace? What about grace, Pastor Brad? Oh, my, yes, we're covered. We're covered by grace. Grace, grace, grace. There's, there's grace, right? There's grace for each and every one of us. But see, watch this. It doesn't deviate away from truth. You, you got, please understand, I'm not, you, you, you're being strong today, Pastor Brad. It, it, grace, yes, we have grace. The number of times I sit down with people and I talk with them and we counsel them, you know, are they, per- no, are they perfect? Am I perfect? No, that's, you understand what I'm saying. I'm not, you know, we're being perfected in the image of God. We're maturing. We're going from level to level to level. We're, and you know, the, what I love about it is we do it together. And you know, when I see somebody on another level, I say, you know, hey, you need to go over and meet with this brother. You need to go over and meet with this sister. Because they figured it out. They figured out how to break through this. Because they're maturing, amen? We're, we're going up. We're going up. Everybody say, we're going up. Right. See, because, see, that's the thing. We're going up. If we're not willing to go up, and we're not just here. Quit being parked here. Grow your faith. Get hungry. You, you, I, please hear me. You've got to get hungry. And please, please understand, that, 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 that's, that's a requirement. If you want to grow in the things of God, you've got to get hungry. Don't park in the same parking space every time. Don't have the... I have this problem. Have this problem. Keep going around the same mountain, same mountain, same mountain. Quit having the problem. Get, get a friend. Have somebody pray with you. You know, and see, this is what the devil... You just need to run. Run away from your problem. Run away from people. People won't help you. Have a pity party for yourself. Just, just feel bad for yourself. Listen to air supply. You know, that'll make you feel better. <laughs> so what about grace? My lands, we, we need grace. I'm a recipient of God's grace. Amen. You are a recipient of God's grace. But we can't abuse grace. It's not there to be abused. You know, the key, the, the, the key found in verse 13 is, uh, is, is righteousness. This is anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Righteousness. What, what, what is righteousness? We, see, we, we have to grow in the understanding of righteousness. You can't be right on your own deeds, your own goods, your own walk. You can't do it on your own. Nobody's going to tell me how to do, do it. I even got the tattoo. Nobody tell me. 
I've been, I've been here. I've, you know, I got it on my arm. You guys, you know, I have encountered a lot of wild things in my life and I, through travels. Paia, Maui alone is enough. There's enough interest in that city alone. I have had, anyway, it, it, it's a very interesting city with all walks of people. You know, pastor, you can't tell, you're right, I can't tell you anything. But if you submit yourself, you submit yourself to God, and you begin to come into the understanding, God, see, I'm made right in Him. I'm not made right in my own deeds, my own goods, my own works. I, I'm not made right. But see, the Bible says in James 1.22, it says, Be ye a doer of the Word of God. So, you know, what we're called to do is we're called to do and, be, and do what the Word of God says. You'll not mature if you're not willing to do what the Word of God says. If you just want to park in the same parking spot, you, 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 you'll, you, you can do that. But I, I tell you, I'm, I've been challenged greater now than ever before. Get out of your heads. Quit thinking so much. Be a doer. Just do it. Just do it. Make it happen. It's, have a plan. It's okay to have a plan. But while you, while you have a plan, be a doer. Don't stay, don't stay in the same place. Amen? Ephesians 4. Just go there real quick because I'm going to close up with this today. You know, Ephesians 4, you know, because see, Christ gave himself, uh, he, he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. See, understand something. We, we together, you and I, we're called to equip the church. We're called to equip the church. We're called to, 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 to bring people into maturity. Nineteen times in the New Testament, the word telos is mentioned, mentioned. Paul was working. He's working in a place to bring people into maturity. Not to stay in the same place. Not to stay in the same place. I, anybody with me today? Not to stay in the same place. Not to stay in the same place. You know, again, you hear a lot of things as, as a pastor. And, you know, a lot of times if I'm out and I'm praying with people, I, you know, I don't even tell people I'm a pastor because, you know, 90, a lot of people, I won't say the number statistic that I think, but a lot of people will always tell me, well, you know, the reason I don't go to church is because there are a bunch of hypocrites. There are a bunch of, you know, they want to act all holy, and then they want to go out and flip me off. You, you know, people will, you, everybody's got a story. Everybody, I, you know, I got my own stories. You know, don't you have some stories? Don't you, hasn't the enemy come in and given you some stories? Why you shouldn't go to church? You should be mad or offended at, your, at, at that Christian? See, your relationship, your relationship with God is with God first. And then he pulls you into relationship with the right people. Right people, please understand, right people aren't perfect. I can say something that, you know, man, I, I should have checked that. I, I said it this week. I said something. I said, mm, I should have checked that. And I checked that. And if I have to go back and apologize to someone, I say, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I should have I maybe handled that a, differently, a, a different way. See, that's maturity. Not, well, by golly, I'm going to show him. I'm going to, nobody tell me what, I'm the pastor. Get behind me. You know, you're telling the congregation, get behind me, you know. That's dumb. I know pastors that do that. You know, it, we're called to be holy, absolutely. We're called to mature, absolutely. 
But I'm going to tell you, you're not called to stay in the same spot. I, you know, this word is even as I laid it out this week, I'm, I'm telling you, it challenged me. I listened to this stuff and I was like, man, I'm, I'm challenged. I'm, cha-, you know, I'm not st- I'm not called to stay at the same level. I'm not called to stay in the same place. I'm not called. I'm not called. My giving's not called to be at the same place every year. It's it's called. I'm called to increase. Every year. You know, I. I'm not I'm not called to stay at the same level. You're, you're not. You're not. See, Paul's concerned about this one thing. He's, he's concerned for the believer. And I'm talking, I'm talking to people that are believers today. And if you're not, you've never confessed Jesus Christ as Lord. You'll have that opportunity today to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Then it begins. And then you have a pastor of here who's going to say, let's go. Let's do this. Let's get more people saved. Amen. See, I, I, love, I love fresh fire. I love new Christians. Because, you know, there's a zeal. They get filled with the Holy Ghost. And, you know, and, you know, and see what happens is religious people want to squelch that. Don't want to, you know, you, you can't go into the, you, you know, it's like Killa. You know, he went into a chicken fight the other day. He, he went into a chicken fight where, where you know, it's not, these, these, gaming. It's gaming. You know, it's not gaming. It's gaming. You're talking fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollars rolling at a chicken fight. He goes in and starts declaring the word of God and preaching fire. Amen. This is what you got to do to be saved. So you know, understand that when you get saved, there's no there's no prerequisite that you've got to go to four year Bible college. Get get edu- you need you need schooling. You need education. Don't get me wrong. You tap yourself. You get around it. It's important. But you know what? You get the fire in you. That's what changes people's lives. Is the fire in the zeal. Amen? Amen. Don't park. Don't park in the same. i got, got to go write that down. Don't stay parked in the same parking spot. Yeah, amen. Move. Move somewhere else. Right? Move somewhere else. Praise <laughs> Jesus. I know some people like, see, this is it though, and I'm not picking on you. But see, some people like consistency. They like, I'm going to stay right here because this is comfortable. This is comfortable right here. I'm, I'm comfortable right here. If, if I can only stay right here, Pastor Brad. If I could only stay right here. I'm only doing what I know up here. What's the Holy Spirit? If you don't have a plan from the Holy Spirit, you're, you, you can miss some wonderful things. You can plan your whole life and, and plan things out. But if you don't, I'm telling you, the, the plan of the Holy Ghost is so much better. It's so much better. Amen. He'll shake you. He'll say, what about this? You know, I never thought about that. Because this is what I thought. This is what I wanted to do. Who you, you know, and think about it. Who are you connected with? Who are you connected with? Man, this is no time to play games. Who are you connected with? This stuff is so important right now. I, I truly believe it. I mean, I was, I've been on the phone for weeks now. Who are you connected with? I'm telling you, that, that, that's going to matter in this hour. Isn't it, Brother Don? See, you know, in our culture today, you know, the, you know, people will give, will give, they'll give more attention to the news media guy, the guy on Fox News or MSNBC or CNN. They'll give more credit. They'll, they'll, they'll tap more into that for, for Bible prophecy and revelation than they will in what the Word of God says. You know, because that's where they spend most of their time. See, the world, the, the, the enemy, that's where they spend most of their time. Church can't do nothing for me, you know. I got my buddies at the bar. I got my buddies over here. I got my buddies here. 
please understand, it's, <laughs> the church is the body. We're called for the equipping. It's Jesus they need to meet. Amen. It's the righteousness of God that they need to understand. See, that, that was the thing. I, see, the church, the church can't save anybody. The church is called to equip. Jesus is the saver. He's the baptizer. John, John the Baptist said in Matthew 3.11, he said, you know, you know, we need baptism. You need water baptism, but guess what? There's something coming that's even greater. He's greater than I, whose sandal straps I'm not worthy to carry, but he's coming to baptize you in fire. So we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit too. We need the baptism of water, yes. But John the Baptist said, no, 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 no. We need something even greater. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Matthew 3.11. See, you know, these are elementary things though. People, you know, oh, well, yeah, I don't understand. No, it, let us help you understand. You could be baptized by the Holy Ghost. The fire of God come on you. Elementary. This stuff, it, you know, and we, we can't walk around with our heads in the sand. It, it, that, that day's over. That day, you know, we hope God does something. No, God's doing something. He's doing something. He's doing something. Well, I'm believing. No, let's keep believing. Greater, greater, greater. I'm telling you, greater this year. Amen. You know, being a part of a church is, is it, it's, it's, you know, please understand, it, it's more than, it's more than just you. You know, it, it's like, you know, you know, Pastor Brian and I, we're not trying to wear people out with training. I know yesterday was a long day. And then we turned the heat on. Brother Greg was like, man, I was okay until they turned the heat on. He's over there, had one eye open, you know. I don't even think he drinks coffee. So, you know, he had, to, you know, so one eye, you know, he's doing the one eye, you know, lesson, you know, thing. And, you know, and you got to get up, move around. <laughs> but see, see, but see, the, bo the body of Christ, the body of Christ, the body of Christ is, is called. See, this is it in Ephesians 4. We're called to equip. We're called to raise people up. We're, ca we're, called, we're called to get into the trenches. You, you hear what we've been preaching. You, you know, this is not a game. We're called to get into the trenches. We're called to go to Morgantown. And you know what? It, it, pray with 10 or 12 people. And then we're called to go to the other facility. We need that facility to open up where those 150 people. Just raise your hands right now. Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for, for facilities that will open across north central West Virginia. That, Lord, teams of people shall, shall come out of this church and go and declare the word of the Lord. That, Lord, we shall see a harvest this year. Starting this week, souls will be added to the kingdom of God. So, Lord, I thank you for open doors and opportunities. In Jesus' name, amen. Everywhere we go, everywhere our, uh, our foot shall tread, He's given us the ground. We've got to act like it. Open, that opens up in this week, in Jesus' mighty name. Whew. See, we can't let the world shape our worldview. You know, people want to do ministry. Great, that's awesome. Can I tell you, though, ministry is about other people. Amen. And I'm telling you, that's the ministry Jesus is looking for right now. As I told you guys this last week. There are people that are hurt. There are people that are lost. There are people that need stuff.
And you know what? You want to do ministry? Call me up. Let's go. Let's go. Call Brother Don. You know, we're going on the streets next week. I've never led anybody to the Lord. Watch. Learn. Watch. You learn. That's not my calling. Doesn't matter, you know, I want to say that. It doesn't matter whether it's your calling. You learn. You know, my calling is mass crusades. Listen, you know, I heard a doctor say, he said, listen, he said, I got so many people that want to be evangelists. He said, but they, will never, they never go and evangelize. They want my pulpit to, to, to win souls, but they haven't even been on the streets to win anybody to the Lord. Now, this is what senior pastor saying, and I, I'm repeating what he said. I'm like, yeah, that's great, doctor. You know, he's right. Go lead somebody to the Lord. Go tell somebody about Jesus. And then follow up with them. Follow up with them. Follow up with them. Follow up with them. Amen. You know, uh, crusades, uh, you know, think about it. Like Billy Graham, people don't realize he's, he's a year in advance planning on the crusades. And when he did one here, he worked with area churches to make sure that there, were, there was follow-up in place, plugging people in. That's, that's a phenomenal idea. So people don't fall through the cracks. Because, see, we all know that people fall through the cracks. Why? It's because of maturity. It's because we, 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 don't, we don't place ourselves in a place where we're maturing in the things of God. Amen.